Yeah. Right, we've, been, we've been looking at the body of Christ and discerning the body of Christ accurately, right? Understanding many, many, many facets. And as you read the Scripture, particularly the New Testament, but the Old Testament as well, we get a picture of what the body of Christ is supposed to look like, both his physical body, his resurrected body, glorified body. Uh, our bodies, our bodies, we looked at last week, our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's where he tabernacles, right? Where his chosen that we're going to look at that a little bit today. A lot of scripture today. Um, scripture, scripture's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and also the body of Christ, the church, our, our us together as the body of Christ. Critical aspect. And uh, a lot of times we don't. I want to say this. We don't see clearly the relationship that we have with each other. It is established in heaven. And there are instructions that have been given by those who wrote the New Testament. And, well, and the Proverbs has all things about how people ought to relate um, in God. His way of design for relationships, all types of relationships. Uh, friendships, how we treat our enemies, um, right? But then particularly, how do we behave toward each other in the body of Christ, <clears throat> both giving and receiving? It's really important. And um, hopefully just because we're born again, we have a new nature, and it changes the way we relate automatically. But then to be able to pay attention and to recognize by the, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, if you will, by the uh, revelation of the Holy Spirit, the one who leads us into all truth, the one who gives us the gift of discernment, right? Or who is the gift of discernment, in essence. The Father gives, Jesus gives those gifts to the church. They're all together, right? <laughs> they really hang out very closely. And that is a huge picture of ideal relationship. When we look at the Trinity and how each person of the Trinity supports the other one, Right. And encourages the other one, if you will. Also, to us, the Holy Spirit speaks of Jesus. Right. And the father says, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. So we, we see these things model for us. And we have a lot of instruction, things to do and things not to do. Right. So today I want to talk about. His body, and that we need to be a part of that. How do we become a part of that? We talked a little bit about that last Sunday. These are the questions that I want to address today. Who am I? Because if you don't know who you are, then you certainly don't know how you fit in the body of Christ, right? Who am I? What am I doing here? They say... The, the scripture says, without a vision, the people perish. So if you don't know where you're going, if you haven't punched this thing into MapQuest and, and gotten some directions, then you, you need a place to go. You don't just get in your car and start riding, although I have done that. It's kind of nice, actually. But there is, there is a place. There is a place, a physical place. There is a relational place, if you will. Where we go, where we attempt to go, where we can go, 
because of the Holy Spirit leading us. And leading is a very important part of all of this. Being able to follow as believers the leading of the Holy Spirit of God because he's, he leads us into where? All truth. Good place to go. And truth is a person. His name is Jesus. And that's good. Where am I going? Ultimately, where am I going? What am I doing here and where am I going? Very important. So, his body, be a part. Be a part. Be an active part. Not a lone ranger. God has created the church. And that is his institution, if you will. It is his body. It's more than an institution. It's an organism, right? It's living. And we are a part of it. We have a father. We have a father. We have a companion. See, he's not just a father that's maybe kind of aloof, but not really aloof. We'll read about that. We have a savior. We have a savior that makes all of this possible. This is our God. The great three in one. And his ultimate plan for us, his people, is for us to be with him for all eternity. So we see that. We see that. That when we shed this earthly tent and whatever encumbrances and whatever encumbrances that we have in this earthly life are gone. And Jesus is your presence is heaven to me. I mean, we're connected without encumbrance, which is a very interesting thing. It's not that we're not connected now, but don't don't you feel sometimes that there are things that pull at you? There are things that, you know, even in your physical body issues uh, in your heart, sometimes in your thinking, your stinking thinking, my stinking thinking that kind of needs to be dealt with. And we have our mind renewed, right? But his ultimate plan for us, his people, is to be with him for all eternity. So it doesn't just stop. And if you have some issues here, remember that these are issues here. And that the Lord will use those. We're going to read a little bit about that. But that ultimately... It's going to be a place of constant fellowship with him. Perpetual worship of him in heaven, the place that he's prepared. So how he gets us there is his business. I want to read that again. How he gets us there is his business because we're bought with a price. We're not our own. Right? And in that, what seems to be bondage is really freedom. Right? And to understand that is, is huge. It's his, it's his prerogative. And I love this. It's his pleasure. It's his pleasure. He likes having us around. I know that's hard to believe sometimes. But it's true. And we can trust him. We can trust him with our lives. All right, here we go. Here this is the beginning of scriptures. In Exodus 15, 11 through 13, uh, New International, or is that how you say it? NIV. Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand and the earth Swallowed them. That, you know, that was, that's another story. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. An important concept. And understanding this is important. 
discerning what that means. You will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them where? To your holy dwelling. Wow. So, man, you know, when we use this map quest, you know, I don't, maybe you use Google Maps. I don't know. But he, he's, got a, he's got an eternal map that, that way beyond. Yeah. It won't crash. Isn't that good? That's really good. God lovingly leads us to the place of promise, his holy dwelling. He takes us, his people, by the path he chooses to his place, the place he's preparing. We are his people. The people you have redeemed. Now, I'm going I'm to um, refer back to Exodus 15 and some of these, um, uh, some of the Bits of the scripture that we read. This is one. The people you have redeemed. In Psalm 107, 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. He is good. If we don't get anything else this morning, we need to get. He is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed. And, and, and that's not only to say that I'm redeemed, but that's also to say... I want to say that you are good. I want to say that your loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed. He has redeemed where from the hand of the adversary. And gathered from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. These are these people. This is us. He's gathering and gathering and gathering. Psalm 100 1 through 5, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his, him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. I love this. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He's good. He's full of loving kindness. He's invited into his world. Amen. And he calls us his sheep. I love that. Enter into his gates, therefore, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And I love doing that corporately with all of you. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting again still. And his faithfulness to all generations, all generations, all generations. I mean, we got some weird generations, you know. <laughs> I can't even remember all those millennials and Generation X and all these generations. We all have our own little quirks. And uh, I think it's a first world problem. Um, all generations, generations past, generations present, and all the generations to come after us. His people, his people call him what? Father. Father. His people call him Father. In First Peter 1, 17 through 19, New American Standard. And if you address as Father, the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth. And I want to remind us that this kind of fear is not I'm scared to death of, that you're going to smash me. This is the kind of fear that is honoring and serving and, and brings glory to the Lord. This is like he is... A guest in our world, and we want to esteem him highly and give him honor. Okay? 
and that can be scripturally report, uh, supported. Um, I'm, I can do that today. But conduct yourselves in honor of him during the time of your stay upon earth, this time that we're here, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way or the adversary of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Powerful. We have been redeemed from and we have been redeemed to something. From something and to something. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. I love this. You are a chosen race. Talk about generations. Talk about race. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. And we've read this before. A holy nation. So you're a race, you're a nation, you're a priesthood. A people. You are a people for God's own possession. This God that is full of loving kindness. Right? Toward his people. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people. And we know the context of this and it's partially speaking to the Gentiles. But, you know, Peter's a Jew and it's all very interesting. But you once were not a people. And you know what? We're all in that situation. But now you are the people of God, not just any people, (laughs) the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Wow. We are actually called his people by him, by his choosing for his own possession and glory. He likes us crazy i think he must get a little exasperated periodically but romans 9 23 through 26 and he did so in order that he might make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy (laughs) which he prepared beforehand for glory even us is that not something vessels of glory vessels of glory vessels of mercy that he prepared beforehand for glory, even us, whom he also called, not from among Jews only, but also from among Gentiles. As he says also in Hosea, I will call those who were not my people, my people. And her who was not beloved, beloved. Her who was not loved, loved. I've called, loved and I've loved with my everlasting kindness. Oh my goodness. And eternal love. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> How do we become sons? What's the process? Now, this is John 1, 12 and 13, in Young's literal translation. And that's just taking, taking and translating uh, some of the early, early manuscripts and going into just straight, not changing the grammar, not changing the construction or anything like that, just getting in as close with the words um, that he had at that point into this translation. So it's a little awkward, but it, 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 I, I like it. 
But as many as did receive him, to them he gave authority to become sons of God, to those believing in his name, who not of blood, nor of a will of flesh, nor the will of man. Not our idea. We didn't, you know, grunt this into existence. You know what I mean? We didn't. We didn't force it. We, we, can't, we can't. But the beauty of it is, of God we were begotten. Begotten. Of God we were begotten. See, all this family, all this family verbiage is just, it's powerful. We can get a hold of that. In Galatians 3.26, New American Standard, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. That's the only way. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But we can we do come to the Father. That's not that's not a bad saying. That's that's hope right there. That's hope. Romans eight, fourteen through sixteen. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoptions as sons. By which we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, Papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different feel. Some of us in this room were reared in churches or in uh, maybe in our homes or something where we were somehow given or somehow we understood that God is, is just a big, bad guy. You know, he's old. He's crotchety. He carries a big stick. You know, he can't just wait. He just can't wait to whack somebody over the head, you know. And, and, and it's just not the God of the Bible. You know, is he just? Is he fair? Does he... Meet out justice? Yes, he does. But you know what? He meted it out on Jesus. He put it on his own son so that we might have the righteousness that's his as ours. That we might be called sons. That we might sit in his lap confidently in total calm and relaxation and understanding our identity and just, uh, and just be there. Be trusting be a child that runs up to their father and just puts their hands out, you know, and dad lifts them up or mom lifts them up. Most of the time, mom. <laughs> but isn't that good? That's dad. That's papa. That's Abba Father. And then, verse 16, powerful if we're to discern the body of Christ rightly, discern ourselves rightly and that relationship that we have with him. The Spirit Himself, the Holy Spirit Himself, the third person of the Trinity, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Amen? Amen? If, if you struggle, if you struggle with, you know, am I a child of God? Am I, am I born again? Am I not born again? Am I going to heaven? Am I going to hell? Am I, do I, do I, am, am I part of this wonderful family? Ask him, because the scripture says that his Holy Spirit will bear with your spirit, because your body, soul, and spirit, right? He will bear with your spirit that you are 
a child of his. That's good. That's good. But it won't happen here. It'll happen here. It'll happen here. God, the scripture says God is spirit. And the things of God are spiritually discerned. Are spiritually understood. There are spiritual concepts. Now, can we study with our mind and all of that? Sure. Sure. We can. But what you really need is that spiritual connection. Is that okay? So his people are to follow his spirit. We've got led by the spirit. We're led by him. We, are, we get that witness from the spirit. You know, can I get a witness? Yes, you can get a witness. We are his people according to his plan. In your unfailing love, out of the Exodus 15, in your unfailing love, you will lead. In your strength, you will guide. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, this is in the Amplified, very familiar scripture. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. (laughs) In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge Him. And I'm going to throw in discern there. And He will... Direct and make straight and plain your paths. Amen. Now, it's not always the easy path. It's not always the easy path. It's not always what we consider straight. Right? Our perception is not always accurate. But he knows. How many, how many know how many the 40-year trek... Right to the promised land. That'll be promised land. How many days would that have taken if they went straight? Mm-hmm. I've heard three. I've heard eleven. I I, I wasn't there. Uh, you 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 say eleven? Okay, we could cause a schism here, or is it, what is that called? A schism. Schism. <laughs> and there are there are. People would do that, but they're not rightly discerning the body, right? This is the practical aspect of what I'm talking about. Anyway, aren't we just going right over there, we tell God? Aren't we just, don't we just, aren't we trying to just right to get over there? Right over there, you know, in our mind, is not right over there in His mind. God is conforming us into the image of His Son, the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He will use whatever means necessary to accomplish this during our stay on earth. Are you with me? Yeah. And it may look like we've gone around the mountain. So haven't we been around this mountain? Yes. When are you going to get off the merry-go-round? You know, uh, my dad used to say, you're not getting off the merry-go-round. You're just changing horses. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, it does sound like Doc, doesn't it? He will use whatever means necessary. First Peter 1, 6 or 9, New American Standard. In this you greatly rejoice. Even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. (laughs) Isn't it right over there? That the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The full discerning. We look through a glass darkly, but then face to face. 
right? And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. (laughs) Man, what a great body. What a great family. What a great dad. What a great spirit of the holiness of God. You know, what a great savior, Jesus. Romans 8, 18 and 19. For I consider the sufferings, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of creation, all creation, waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. These sons of mercy that we are because of Jesus and the indwelling Holy Spirit. It amazes me that God, who expressed his infinite love by sending his son to save us, continues to reveal his fatherhood to a longing creation. Through us, sons who will serve and obey him. Who will serve and obey him, follow him. When the spirit leads, I'll follow Carol King. Where you lead, I will follow anywhere. That you tell me to, if you need need me to be with you, I will follow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Where you lead me, ah. I wonder if she got it. <laughs> Philippians two twelve. I, I, thank you for indulging me. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only. Not, not as in my presence only. That's called integrity, right? When we do the right thing when no one else is looking. But now, much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Because it will not make sense. Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Understand that fear again is honor and Right. That whole concept of of praise and honor and treating as a as an honored guest in your life, the God who loves you. Let that salvation, that complete, whole. All T's crossed and I's dotted salvation that is been given us by the father through the son, Jesus Christ, let it. Have its complete work in you. Let it have total fruition, if you will. Come to fruition. Total. Are you with me? Let it do what is designed to do in conforming us into the image of his dear son. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Watch this. And this, you've got to know this part. For it is God who works in you. <laughs> You're not going to work out your salvation without God working in you, without God being present and active, right? It will not work any other way. (laughs) We don't have it in us. Otherwise, Jesus would not have had to die. But he did have to die, and he did, and express the love of God to us. Wow. For it is God who works in you both to will, I mean, just to want to. And to do for his 
good pleasure. For his good pleasure. You can't get away from it. You cannot. Now, do we benefit from what pleasures him? Absolutely. We benefit more than in any other activity possible. Everybody okay? You good? Okay. It's, it's only been 22 minutes. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> what? Keep rolling. Roll on. Usually, I, I stares at me. I, uh, somebody said they're going to put a bigger one up there. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. And I have one here now too. Huh? It's like, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, His people, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Now, this is witness, right? This is salt. This is light. Whom, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. And Paul's just saying, look, I've been teaching you. I've been telling you. I've been giving you guidelines. I've been giving you ways to see if, we're, if you're messing up or not messing up, you know, to keep you on the road and out of the ditches. I've, I've written a lot of things. And Peter wrote things, right? And whoever wrote Hebrews and, and John wrote some things and, and all important. And Paul is saying, you know, stay in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Be lights. You know, be Jesus. Be the hands. Be the body of Christ with him as the head. In this world, in this crazy world that God so loved that he gave his only son. So that I know that I would not have labored in vain. Right? I love that, that he was that passionate for us. For it is God who works in you, all of us. Who are called his people both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I love that. He's powerful to do what he desires in and through us. His choice. We Will we yield ourselves to his work? Will we live out our sonship as lights right here where we live? Revealing his fatherhood to the world for whom he sent his only begotten son Jesus. Will we be his vessels of mercy like we read earlier? Will we be his vessels of mercy? We are his people, according to his plan, going to his place. And I'll wrap up with this. Well, it's actually, when I say this, it's quite a bit. But it still is this. I don't want to deceive you, you know, and let you think that it's the last scripture verse. (laughs) In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Again, from Exodus 15. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in Abba Father. Believe also in me, Jesus is saying. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go, I love this, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I might come and get you. Maybe I'll send the train. Maybe. No, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, 
there you may be also. Is that not wonderful? Wow. Philippians 3, for our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven where Trump is not the president. No, I mean, I'm not saying I don't care for him. I'm just saying it's not of man. It's not anything of man. It's not of governments. It's his government. It's not of earthly governments. There's a place that we always need to keep our mind attuned to. We need to realize that we walk this land as lights. You know that we are we're really strangers in a foreign land. We're really just passing through. But we have things to do. And he has things that he's doing in us, to us, and through us. Right? For his good pleasure. Our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we are we eagerly await for a Savior. I will come again, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory. We're talking about the body here by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. Y'all, that's power. That's leadership. (laughs) That's kingship. That's lordship. And at the same time, it's fatherhood. Isn't that something? 1 Peter 3, 1 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is a very important scripture. To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled. As his children, we have this imperishable, undefiled inheritance and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. And I'm going to come and get you so that you can enjoy all of this. Now, we enjoy a lot of this here, but the encumbrances kind of water it down a little bit. Are you with me? It's just the way it is right now. But then, oh no, oh no, nothing dilutes or holds back any of it. It's, it's all full bore, you know, like, whew, mm, I like it. Imperishing and undefiled, imperishable and undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected. You, who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. Wow. The completion of the salvation that he purchased for us on Calvary. Revelation 21, 1 through 7. And I saw a new heaven. And a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. God is living with us. Now, I want us to see this as now and then. Okay, I want us to see this as now. Not in his total completion, but we have a taste of this. Because it exists already. 
And we are partaking of it as, as, as much as we can in these earthly vessels. Are you with me? But then, oh, oh, then, man, behold, the tabernacle of God is among men and he shall dwell among them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be among them and he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes and there shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. And he said, right, for these words are faithful and true, he tells John. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha And the Omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of water of life without cost. He paid the cost. He who overcomes shall inherit these things. And I will be his God and he will be my son. And whoever comes. Amen. Amen. We are declared overcomers through Christ. Amen. God lovingly leads us to the place of his promise. It's not always the way we think it should be. It's surely not always the shortest distance between two points. No, it's the way of greatest growth. The way of the most maturity. The way of his wisdom for our good and his glory. This is the straight path to God's character in us. This is the way to Christ-likeness. This is the washing of the water of the Word. This is the preparation for a bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. <laughs> we are His people according to His plan, headed to His place. And in benediction, Hebrews 13, 21, 20 and 21, now, the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, Jesus, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus, our Lord, equip you. May this God of peace, this powerful God, the one who also shepherds us like the great shepherd, may this God Equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Woo! Glory to the Lord. He's just amazing. If you if you don't know, if there's somebody in here that doesn't really understand that they're his. That they're his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. He's the good shepherd. That you're loved, that you're a child, that you are inheriting everything that God is and has and desires for you to enjoy. If you don't grasp that, if you don't discern that about you, about your body, about who you are, I want you to pray that just as the scripture said, that his spirit would bear witness with your spirit. That you're a son. That you're a son. You're not a slave. You're not, you're not, you know, 
just his little peon worker pawn person. You are his child. And we call him Abba Father. I pray that you will get it. And that it will be a confidence builder. And that when the path looks crazy to you, that you will trust him. It is the straightest path for you to him. Amen. Lord, thank you for these promises. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the reality of your presence. Lord, thank you that you lead us and guide us, that you empower us, that you will accomplish the work that you've begun in us, that you, you are all in all, that you are everything that we need. Lord, thank you for the assurance that can be ours, that can be ours as we submit to you and your lordship. And God, I pray for every person in this room that as you develop Christ-likeness in each one of us, that we will truly be lights to those for whom you died in this world that doesn't know but can. So I pray that for every one of us. And Lord, I pray and thank you for your presence by your Holy Spirit and for Jesus who lived, died, was buried and rose again and ever reigns with you and is going to come and get us to ever be with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen the one who commanded us to love one another. And don't forget to share the love. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You are his body. Amen. Amen. Don't forget your children. I mean, hey, thanks for turning that stuff on. Appreciate it. Don't forget your uh, salad dressing. Um, it's also good for rubbing on sore knees. No, not really. You can gargle it. Bless the Lord. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.